0: M S W Media. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp therapy online. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. For ten percent off your first month, visit BetterHelp.com/slash/dailybeans. And this episode is supported by Mixhers, a nutritional supplement that helps balance hormones. To get 10% off your order, go to MixHers.com slash Daily Beans and use code DAILYBEANS at Daily Beans at checkout. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, September 13th, 2023. Today, Without the House voting and without a shred of evidence, Kevin McCarthy has opened an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. A New York judge says he may delay Trump's hush money trial, citing the former president's rapidly evolving court schedule. A group in Minnesota has filed to disqualify Donald Trump from the ballot under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. Five former police officers are federally indicted in the death of Tyree Nichols. And a new court filing shows Elon Musk may have violated an FTC privacy order. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg.
1: And by may have, he definitely probably did. (laughs) That's usually what happens. We can't say he did. So it's, you know, hypothetical and all that jazz. But we did. Allegedly might have possibly. uh,
0: (laughs) Could have. have. We don't know. We know. We've talked. We've talked about this so much. But now it's out in a court filing. We'll talk about that later in the show. I'm going to have a sit down with my friend Dallas McLaughlin. And his new storytelling album is out. It's called I Didn't Start the Fire and Other Lies. Uh, and this isn't really news related. I mean, Dallas did come up with the put some beans on it phrase. Um, but aside from that, it's this is a self-care thing. I, I really encourage everybody to listen to this album of his. It's it's just really wonderful storytelling humor. Um, and it's, it's, it's good stuff. So I'm going to talk to my friend Dallas McLaughlin about that a little bit later in the show. And then, of course, we'll have the good news after that. I do have one quick hit today from WREG in Memphis, Tennessee. An indictment was filed in federal court Tuesday, federal, federal court charging five former Memphis police officers with depriving Tyree Nichols of his rights during a January 7th arrest that led to his death. The indictment lists four separate counts, including excessive force and failure to intervene, deliberate indifference, conspiracy to witness tamper and witness tampering for the former officers it also lists overt acts committed by the officers during the incident one of the acts includes officers haley and officer mill taking off their body-worn cameras and setting them aside before gathering with the other officers to discuss the force they used on tyree nichols now attorney general merrick garland made the announcement today during a press conference we will keep you posted on this story here here on the beans and um I'm glad that the federal indictments uh, have come down against these five officers.
1: I am as well. And the justice isn't
0: always done, but hopefully it will be done in this case. Yeah, exactly. All right. We have a lot of news to get to today. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. (laughs) From McGraw and Eisenstadt at Politico, Donald Trump has been weighing in behind the scenes in support of the House GOP push. To impeach President Joe Biden. And that's including talking with members of leadership in the lead up to Tuesday's announcement, authorizing formal impeachment inquiries. Now, the former president has been speaking. This is Trump with House GOP conference chair Elise Stefanik, who was the first member of Republican leadership to come out in support of impeachment. The two spoke Tuesday after House Speaker Kevin McCarthy announced Republicans would be pursuing the inquiry. That's according to two people familiar with the conversation. And the fact that Politico has given credit to Elise Stefanik for this impeachment will probably really piss off <laughs> Marjorie Taylor and, <laughs> and Bobert, <laughs> Lauren Bobert, you little bitch. This was my idea. <laughs> um, uh, th- that's a quote. Uh, Stefanik has been a longtime Trump ally. She endorsed his comeback presidential bid before he made his official announcement and has been mentioned as a potential Trump VP pick should he win the GOP nomination. On Sunday night, Trump had dinner at his golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey, with Marjorie Taylor Greene, an ally of Trump and McCarthy. At the gathering, the topic of impeachment was discussed, according to a person familiar with the conversation who spoke on the condition of anonymity. A Trump spokesperson did not comment. The former president has not been shy about his belief that Biden shouldn't be impeached. Late last month, he wrote on True Social, either impeach the bum or fade into oblivion. They did it to us. That's his reason. But the extent of his private involvement is encouraging House Republicans to plow forward with the process. It shows the influence that he continues to wield inside the party as its likely presidential nominee. Uh, You know, let's be honest. It could also spark further attacks from Biden's camp that impeachment is being done merely to bloody him up before the election. It's been obvious. Now, Jamie Raskin has responded to the impeachment inquiry, which McCarthy did not take a vote on because he probably doesn't have the votes. Quote, the evidence shows no wrongdoing by President Biden, but the GOP is obviously forced to launch an impeachment inquiry regardless of the facts. Republican leaders are caving to Marjorie Taylor Greene and the MAGA right which is insisting on either a ridiculous government shutdown or a farcical impeachment exercise. What a choice they're handing America. So now our GOP colleagues will have to keep reciting repeatedly discredited conspiracy theories about Ukraine, first concocted by Donald Trump, Rudy Giuliani and Lev Parnas, who now concedes they have nothing on Joe Biden and is begging them to call the whole thing off. Quote, Senate Republicans investigated Biden in the run up to the 2020 presidential election and House Republicans have investigated the president since the start of this Congress. But no Republican sleuth has found a particle of evidence of criminal wrongdoing by President Biden. Republicans have reviewed a mountain of evidence, including over 12,000 pages of subpoenaed bank records, over 2,000 pages of suspicious activity reports made available by the U.S. Treasury, and hours of witness testimony from Hunter Biden's business associates, federal agents assigned to the Hunter Biden investigation, and then Vice President Biden's bookkeeper. All of this evidence demolished their false allegations about President Biden. And furthermore, this mountain of evidence refutes the claim that there has been any kind of obstruction, a charge that rings especially hollow. Coming from Donald Trump's defenders, so yeah. that's what Jamie Raskin had to say about this. It's going to be a circus. It's so dumb. And there, we'll talk about this tomorrow. But the news just broke, and we'll we'll cover it on the beans tomorrow. But there's an OLC memo on file from the Trump administration um, that sort of stops this whole thing from happening without a vote in Congress, which McCarthy didn't have. Oh. So that's going to be fun. We'll talk about
1: it tomorrow uh, and how that might impact the announcement of this impeachment inquiry. All right. Thank you so much, Allison. And this is from Sam Levine at The Guardian. A group of Minnesota voters filed a lawsuit on Tuesday seeking to remove Donald Trump from the ballot in their state, escalating the effort to disqualify the former president from running based on untested constitutional language. That prohibits anyone who has, and I quote, engaged in insurrection from holding office. Now, the voters are being represented by Free Speech for People, which is a left-leaning group that has aggressively been pushing to remove Trump from the ballot in several states now. And a similar lawsuit was filed in Colorado last week by Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. That's another watchdog group. The petition filed with the Minnesota Supreme Court argues that Trump's activities to overturn the election, including those on the 6th of January, amounted to engaging in insurrection. Now, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment says that anyone who takes an oath to the United States and then subsequently engages in insurrection or rebellion against the same is disqualified from holding public office. This seems pretty fucking straightforward, by the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In Minnesota, Free Speech for People previously sent a letter to Secretary of State Steve Simon, happens to be a Democrat, asking him to use his authority as the state's top election official to disqualify Trump from the ballot. Simon responded by saying that his office didn't have the power to investigate Trump's eligibility, but that state law allowed for voters to bring legal challenges to a candidate's qualifications in court. Well, Trump's already taking action to try and head off the disqualification efforts in Colorado and New Hampshire, so add this one to the bucket. Now, Trump's campaign publicized a letter on Tuesday from New Hampshire state legislatures urging the state's top election official not to remove Trump from the ballot. The letter says, and I quote, there's no legal basis for these claims to hold up in any legitimate court of law. Now, the opinions of those perpetrating this fraud against the will of the people are nothing more than a blatant attempt to affront democracy and disenfranchise all voters and the former president. While the New Hampshire Secretary of State has faced harassment as he weighs how to address issues around Trump's eligibility, he has one of the most pressing deadlines because it will hold one of the first Republican primaries next year. This is coming up fast. Yeah, it, it's going
0: to the time is going to blow by. You, you will be amazed how fast we will be in court trying Donald Trump for <laughs> for conspiracy against rights. Um, and speaking of that, by the way, that March 4th court date from Adam Klasfeld, a New York judge expressed a willingness to delay former President Donald Trump's hush money trial, currently scheduled for March 24th, early next year, canceling a hearing scheduled for later this week. Quote, in light of the many recent developments involving Mr. Trump and his rapidly evolving trial schedule, that's a nice way to put it. I do not believe it would be fruitful for us to conference this case on September 15th to discuss scheduling. This is New York Supreme Court Justice Juan Merchan in a single paragraph letter to Trump's attorney, Todd Blanche. U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin, who is presiding over the January 6th related case in D.C., scheduled the former president's election obstruction trial for March 4th, 2024, a day before Super Tuesday, by the way, and weeks before the originally scheduled date of the former president's New York trial. Now, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg signaled in a radio interview earlier this summer he would be open to making room for federal prosecutors on his calendar. The first to charge Trump with any crime, Bragg's office indicted the former president on 34 counts of falsifying business records in connection with the hush money payments to Stormy Daniels before the 2016 election. And we know Judge and I was in the courtroom, said when she set the March 24th trial date that she conferenced with Judge Marchand on this. And and so I was imagining that this this day would come right where Judge Marchand would be like, you go ahead, you go ahead. Quote, we will have a much better sense at that time whether there are any actual conflicts. And if so, what the best adjourn date might be for trial. That's what the judge said. And the judge said that prosecutors and defense attorneys can discuss changes to the trial schedule in February of next year when they're expected to meet for his ruling on any pretrial motions that Trump may
1: file. So there we go. Thank you so much. And this is from The Washington Post, our old pal Elon Musk. My goodness, he's in the news a lot these days. Well, he repeatedly made decisions after his takeover of Twitter that likely ran afoul of a 2022 government order imposing sweeping restrictions on the company's data security and privacy practices. That's according to a Tuesday court filing, part of an ongoing legal battle that could lead to fines and new stipulations for the social network's business practices. Now, in the legal filing, the Justice Department published previously confidential evidence from the Federal Trade Commission's probe into the social network, including detailed excerpts of depositions with former executives about ways Musk's directives and efforts to cut costs ran afoul of the company's security and privacy practices. Now, the company had agreed to implement a number of security safeguards and privacy audits in May of 2022 to settle allegations that it deceptively collected users' data. Well, the filing marks the first official confirmation of the extent of the FTC's initial findings of its probe into compliance with its order, revealing, and I quote, a chaotic environment at the company that raised (laughs) serious questions about whether and how Musk and other leaders were ensuring the company's compliance. They weren't. Mm. Now, the new details about Musk's handling of the FTC order came as the government opposes a request by the social network now called X to have a federal court dismiss the consent agreement and shield Musk from a deposition. The filing offers a rare look into Musk's leadership of the company, which has been opaque to media, despite the the world's richest man's promises to make X more transparent. Yeah, not so much. The FTC has been looking into X's privacy and security practices for more than a year opening a probe following a whistleblower complaint that the company had extreme egregious deficiencies in its defenses against hackers. And that's according to court filings. Well, the probe continued as Musk acquired X for $44 billion in late October And nearly immediately launched into massive changes for the site, including creating new subscription services to pay for verification checkmarks that went horribly wrong, uh, but also comically amazing, restoring thousands of banned accounts and changing many of the rules on the platform. He also eventually let go roughly 80% of the staff, leaving the company running on a skeleton crew. Well, the Justice Department described these events as sudden radical changes and said that the FTC had every reason to seek information about whether these developments signal a lapse in X-Corps compliance. Dun, dun, dun. We will keep an eye (laughs) on this case and let you know what happens next. Oh, goodness. Oh, Elon,
0: you. (laughs) We talked about this um, a lot uh, when Elon had taken over Twitter and how He had a consent agreement in place and it was just violating it left and right. And now we finally have a court filing saying, yeah, you can't do that. So we'll see what ends up happening. I don't think that this consent agreement is going to be dismissed and I don't think that he's going to avoid deposition, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, next up, a fun interview with my friend Dallas McLaughlin about his new album, I Didn't Start the Fire and Other Lies. This is a self-care thing if you want to listen. Otherwise, we'll follow up with the good news right afterwards. So everybody stick around. We'll be right back.
2: After these
0: messages, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Ever felt at the mercy of your hormonal fluctuations? I know I did. But then hers changed everything. With their focus on hormonal health and high-quality ingredients, They provided transformative solutions that have made my days smoother and my life more in balance. Simply put, MixHers is more than just a nutritional supplement. It's a companion for women navigating the highs and lows of hormonal changes. From the moment your first period comes to the onset of menopause, MixHers is beside you. Their range of products extends beyond hormone balance, boasting a spectrum of options tailored to women's wellness, including pre-postnatal care, libido enhancement, and da-da-da-da, menopause support. Hooray! Being health conscious, I'm, I'm very picky about my supplements. Her Thrive by Mix Hers fits the bell perfectly. It not only boosts my energy and my mood, but it also offers some relief from night sweats and hot flashes, which is oh, so awful. My life has been so much better since I started using it. It comes with both watermelon lime and peach strawberry flavors, both of them are delicious. If you're uncertain about which product best suits you, they have an online quiz. I love online quizzes. It ensures that you are pointed at the ideal solution based on your individual needs. And rest assured, each product is crafted using 100% natural ingredients, sans any artificial additives, and it's always gluten-free. I recommend Mix Hers. It worked for me and it will work for you. Join the thousands of women who have discovered feel-good freedom through balanced hormones Head to MixHers.com slash Daily Beans and use code Daily Beans at checkout for 10% off your order. MixHers rarely gives discounts, so this is the best offer you will find. So use promo code Daily Beans to get your 10% off your order today. Hey, everybody, welcome back. We're doing a self-care little uh, interview today. Uh, I'm gonna talk to a, a very good friend of mine who's joining me. By the way, the author of the phrase put some beans on it, the reason the podcast is called The Daily Beans, uh, when you think about it, when you get right down to it. He has a new album out called I Didn't Start the Fire and Other Lies. Comedian, writer, humorist, all-around amazing guy, Dallas McLaughlin. Dallas, hello.
3: Oh, thank you. I I am a author. I'm a published author. Then I guess you could say I've always wanted that title. And now I have. It. Oh,
0: congratulations! That's this is so exciting. <laughs> Everything's are going to start happening for you now. Oh, I can't
3: wait. <laughs> I feel like I mean maybe I just published a pamphlet. It sounds like with put some beans on it. But I appreciate that. Be somebody. I, hold on, my phone's already started ringing. Hold on. Oh, it's Random House. I'll decline.
0: Good, thank you. Because I don't need
3: them I don't right need
0: them. now. You're talking to. Uh,
3: yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, you just, It's amazing. Uh, is anything happening in the news, Allison? No. Is there
0: anything going? on? No, no, no. That's why. Like a, I figured. You know, we'd bring you in because we were like, it's been really slow uh, on the news front. Yeah. So
3: hasn't been this slow since John Kerry. <laughs> Hasn't been this slow since Mitch McConnell was asked a question. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hasn't been the this- Okay, I'll stop.
0: How long has it yeah. been?
3: How slow is it? Oh, my God. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm happy that you guys are are in the forefront of it. I obviously love all of your tweets. And it's really, I mean, honestly, between you and one other account that I can't even remember the name of it, it's just a lawyer. Uh, I get most of my information about what's going on with the Trump trial. Trials, mm-hmm. sorry, Trump trials
0: mm-hmm. and tribulations, and it sure. makes me so happy. It
3: really does make me happy. Those mug shots did put a little skip in my step. I will say that. Yeah,
0: it's uh, it's okay to be happy about uh, about justice. <laughs> um, it's a sad, sad day in America. No, no, no. It's a no, nope. Happy day for no me. No way,
3: Allison. If they can do this to Donald Trump, if they can make him accountable for his crimes, they can make anybody accountable for their crimes. This is just.
0: Ridiculous. any criminal can get in trouble these days any
3: criminal oh my God what a world so
0: tell me a little bit uh, we followed a lot of people followed on Twitter you little back and forth with Patton Oswalt I think and when uh, you when your, when your yeah, album yeah. came out there was a there was a little bit of a, a heated debate and I believe I believe Patton oswalt uh conceded
3: he did concede well he he you know so I put the album out uh just about I don't know two weeks ago maybe it came out and uh and uh right away I got, you know, it was very just like my first album of stories. Um, I was I'm just happy with the reception that it gets. People seem to like it and they go and get it. And uh it jumped up on the charts. I think we debuted at number eleven on the Apple Comedy charts, which was awesome. And then kind of started steadily climbing and and I I was bet- it's it's one of those things. I'm sure you you feel the same way when uh, you know, uh Muller she wrote started to get you know, bigger and bigger, you started kind of putting yourself, your name started to be next to other names of people that you probably idolized or look up to or admire, you know, and you're like, oh, that's, that's fucking cool, you know? And uh, so when I, anytime I show up on the charts, it's always between, you know, people that I love. And so I found myself between Patton Oswald and Weird Al yeah. <laughs> on the charts. It's just one of those moments where you're like, man, that's cool. And uh, so I tweeted it out and I, said, you know, I'm between a Patton and Weird Al Sandwich, which is just where I want to be and uh, something, I don't know, something weird. And uh, and I did it on Instagram and I tagged them not thinking anything would happen. You know, why would I think that? And then I tweeted it out and tagged them both there. And and uh, on Instagram, Patton reposted it and then sent me a message and was just like, said something like, I must, I must crush you. <laughs> and... <laughs> and i was like and i just messaged him back and i was like it's not gonna be hard and then he he replied and he's like well seriously congratulations and i'm like that's cool i met Patton years ago there's no way he remembers me it's totally fine but uh it was just cool that he took a moment out of his day to do that and then of course i sent him another message and said hey if you're bored and you like storytelling that's kind of stand-up comedy then give the album a listen and he saw it, but he never replied. That's fine. <laughs> if and, you're
0: bored uh, <laughs> and you like storytelling, that's kind of stand-up comedy, uh, which is what you do, Mr. Oswald. What I do, yeah.
3: And uh, <laughs> and then he retweeted it and did the same thing. He he quote tweeted it with the link and and uh, and I, I mean, when he did that, within like two hours, I jumped to number five on the charts, and uh, and that was just cool, man. Like that was like he didn't have to do that and. It's nice when you have people like that that you've respected for years that you think are really, really genius comedians. Take a moment out of their day to just like give you a little boost. Yeah. And they don't need to do it. And a lot of his fans were tweeting at me, all like positive, awesome things. Uh, they were like, I just listened to your album, man. It's awesome. Like, you know, all that stuff is really cool. So we went back and forth. And then I ke- I kept kind of keeping an eye on the charts. And then finally he was like, I'll just bide my time. And I was like, that will work out for you. <laughs> and within like 24 hours all of his albums were above mine on the charts and and he beat me i did the same thing with kyle kinane who i know that you probably enjoy as well kyle kinane he he put out a new album and debuted at like number two and i think i was at number three and i was like oh like all right next up kyle kinane and i and i do know kyle king we we've done shows together and uh he had no idea he did not remember who i was whatsoever and Messaged me and was like, "I don't know who you are, but I really want you to have this." And I was like, "Well, Kyle I was like, we did two shows together ten years ago. How do you not remember who I am?" And uh, also never replied. So I'm like, "Okay, well, that's funny."
0: That's funny because I know that you that you've done shows with that guy. I think I did a show or two with him, but he probably would never remember who I am. Never. By the way, anybody who's new to uh, Daily Beans. I was a stand-up comic for about ten years. Uh, I'm what's called a hobby comic, uh, meaning I didn't quit my day job and live destitute,ly um, uh, paying my dues that way. So many people didn't see me as a real comedian. That's okay. Mm, mm. I, although I was San Diego's funniest person two years in a row, but you, you know, neither here nor there. Whatever they still they still tried to say I was San Diego's funniest woman and not funniest person. That's fine too. Um, but now- sounds
3: right. No, that sounds about no, right.
0: <laughs> now I do the, now I do this, right? But, uh, you know, you and I did a lot of shows together and, and that's, again, that's where I got put some beans on it from. You had this whole joke about how all you needed, the only thing standing between you and superstardom was a really good catchphrase and you were- you were testing out testing out some catchphrases. One of which was "put some beans on it." And uh, yeah, I said, "You know what? I need a f- I need a catchphrase." Are you still using that? Can I have it? And you 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 graciously let me have it. And here here we are today.
3: And ironically, it did work, just not for me. It works it works for you. <laughs> All
0: I needed so was, was a good right.
3: catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> i was right it did work just not for me but yeah now i i mean we did stand up together for years and you were actually um probably the person who kind of coaxed me into doing my first stand-up set because i was just doing sketches and sketch comedy and writing and stuff and and uh and we get the at the barney stone we went and did weird characters and it was a really interesting night where it's that thing where you do it once and you're like oh yeah this is great i'll keep doing this and, uh, and then you do it for years and you're like, why am I still doing this? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I transitioned out of doing stand-up to doing the storytelling thing over the last like six, seven years. And, and during the lockdowns, of the pandemic, I put out my first album of just live stories that were, you know, all these stories that I had collected that I recorded live at, at storytelling shows. And that did really well. And I had another album in the wings, which is this one. And I put that out. And it's just, you know, as you found, I think, with with the podcast realm, you've kind of found this comfort zone where you kind of marry your talents, you know, the comedic sensibilities and also your smarts and your interest in politics. You get to marry all that together into this world. And and that's what I've kind of found with storytelling is that like I get to not be a stand up, kind of get get to be, you know, a storyteller, take people on a little journey. You might cry. You might laugh. Uh, you might be depressed afterwards. Who knows? Let's talk about um, that because I've
0: I've noticed yeah. that it's been so much easier to be a, a news and politics person, my um, aggregate the news, and then to also be funny. Like the like the, the the comedy comes second to the news. And for you, it seems the comedy is it's all subsumed in the storytelling. But the storytelling is the main point, Zara. Because I noticed a real big. Like lift of pressure off my shoulders to have to do a punchline every two minutes or twenty seconds, I should say, like you do with stand up com- comedy, when yeah, to yeah. just to go up and, and do the news and talk about current events and politics and punditry, but to also be funny while you do it, I I found that that actually opens you up to to be able to use your humor in different ways. Have you noticed that? Oh my gosh! I mean, yeah, the moment I stopped caring
3: about being like a stand up were like stopped worrying about the structure and and being on stage and worrying if a joke was going to land or not. The moment I stopped worrying about that was during the lockdowns because people were trying to get me on shows, you know, these parking lot shows <laughs> and Zoom shows. And, and I was like, no, not a chance. Like, what an awful, that sounds awful. I did one Zoom show and it was the worst experience I've ever had. And then I just, I was like, you know what? No, like this isn't for me. This isn't, this isn't where I want to be. And And the moment I stopped worrying about it was like the moment I became happy about standup again and comedy in general. Cause then I was like, I'm just going to write what I want to write. And if people like it, great. If they don't, that's okay too. But it's like, there isn't the pressure of like, I wrote this great fucking punchline and then you get up on stage and you say it and it's just silence. (laughs) And then you're like, oh, I should go drive off a cliff tonight because that was the worst 10 seconds of my life. And the moment that that went away and I was just like, I don't care if people like these jokes or not. Like I'm telling you a whole, I'm telling you a 15 minute story of an important part of my life. There'll be some jokes in there to lighten the mood a bit, but they don't need to land. They're just there to make you feel a little bit safer about the darkness that we might get into here and same
0: with the news my friend same, same with, with, the with the news it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly
3: right. so so yeah it, it definitely like and it's also made me happier for friends you know like i you've experienced this too where you're just like you get so bitter you're like why is that guy going on tour like why is that girl like have a new special like you just get mad you're like why don't i have that and then when i just stop caring about all that It was like, now I can really support my friends and feel, I don't feel bitter about it. It's like, I'm doing what I think I should be doing. And they're doing something that I don't think I can do healthily.
0: Right. And that's why it's it's cool what like uh, Patton Oswalt did, because, you know, he's like, I I do my thing and there's room for everybody and there's room for everybody's thing. Um, I remember when I was a stand-up comic and, you know, I was doing specifically like blue sex oriented stuff and then Amy Schumer blew up and I'm like, well, there's the one. That's it. There can only be one female <laughs> that does these kinds of jokes. Uh, and so I'm yeah. done, you know, and, you you know, you yeah. you start to realize, no, there is absolutely room for for everybody. And it's the kindness that matters. And that's one thing I remember about working with folks like you and and like Jesse Egan or, you know, some of the other uh, comedians that we've had locally, just the nicest people, um, regardless of, of the, the material or whatever. It's just like everybody's there to give everybody a hand. You know, we were doing stuff not just at. Um, a comedy store, or, or we were doing Blarney Stone, and, and we just we always had each other's backs, and um, it was about it was about doing the show for the for the right reason. And at the time, the right reason was to make people laugh. Um, and you know, now when we get deeper into the stories, where we're, we're we're storytellers, whether it's the news, whether it's the t- stories that you're telling, as long as it's relatable to people, you're kind in the business, and and you know you've got your humor infused in it that's that's how you like find your voice and and get to where you want to go and it, it does really I think alleviate a lot of the pressure uh, and take away a lot of the cynicism that can end up happening and we've seen a lot of people succumb to uh who who's who mm. stay in that business and try to do that formulaic stand-up comedy thing that everybody's used to um yeah I'm, I'm not knocking it there are some people who are brilliant at it and continue to sure, continue yeah. to be brilliant at it and um, I'm glad that they're there but I'm so happy that that you're you you're doing it your way. Uh, A lot of times, you know, we get we get uh, sort of, I don't know, not made fun of, but like talked down to because we've decided to do this thing our own way. Like, oh, you're not a real like I joked about myself being a hobby comic. Oh, you're not a real comedian. Oh, you use a guitar. That's not real. You're not a real comic. Oh, you didn't wait in line every Sunday through your teenage years to do three minutes at an open mic night and then work the ticket window. (laughs) Sorry, you're not a real comedian. Uh, and so doing it your own way and being successful at it, I think is, is, uh, something that you should be, uh, real proud of. Talk, uh, talk a little bit now about, um, this album, album of stories. Is it uh, like oh, yeah, live yeah. stuff or did you do it studio? Like t- tell me about it.
3: No studio. We did, uh, it, it just like the first album, it's all stories that I've told across mainly San Diego at live storytelling shows, mainly in bars. So, you know, there's a lot of drinks, a lot of clinking. Um, but it's, this album is a little different than my first one where it's it's all a collection of stories that I told about jobs that I've had or people that I've met uh, and every time I've, you know, somehow kind of fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's, it, you know, it's not always my fault. It's usually half my fault at least. But uh, it's kind of like I just realized that over the years I told all these stories. Like, you know, I told a story about how I kind of, burned all my bridges at SeaWorld when I worked at SeaWorld for years. And then I told a story about radio, how when I was a radio DJ, how I kind of screwed that whole thing up just by being, an, you know, an asshole, essentially. And I was like, man, there's a theme here. <laughs> and <laughs> and then when I started to recount and do the stories, I'm like, you know, it's not all my fault. Uh but it's okay. Like, it's okay to kind of, I, I felt like it was like really freeing to tell the stories and be like, yeah, I'm willing to take a lot of ownership over this stuff. Um, but I think it's interesting for a lot of people. Cause I, you know, I worked at, um, FM 94.9 here in San Diego as a DJ for eight years. And, uh, I famously did a thing on air where I said a joke about subway, the, the food, place is it legally food i don't know <laughs> if they can legally call it food now i'm not sure they had a lawsuit i think but you know that place the food chain and uh they got really mad at the joke somebody heard it and they like pulled all their sponsorship from the station and like it cost the station something like thirty thousand dollars and i got you know i got fined but that was like a story for like a year and a half around san diego anywhere i go people be like man what happened with subway blah 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 And then like, why were you suspended? And I would never tell them the real story. And then finally I was like, well, I'll just tell them what happened. And so it's like little things like that, where it's like throughout this album, it's kind of letting the secrets out about why things happened, how they happened, and just letting the chips fall. And if I burn a bridge by telling that story and putting it out to the public, then I burn that bridge, like it's okay. Like I'm all right saying goodbye to all of these things in the past. Uh, I tell a long story about uh, Bad Credit, which was my band for a long time, that was fairly successful on the West Coast, at least, and um, kind of how we became big and then how we completely screwed it all up. <laughs> uh, and then we were going to do a reunion and uh, we had kind of started rehearsals and practices, band practices and stuff to do a reunion. And then the lockdowns happened and killed that whole thing. Yes, and I was
0: very disappointed because I have been to many, many a Bad Credit show. I, I think we shared some SD Music Matters covers that's at one point.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it was, you know, it was so fun and people had so many questions over the years about Bad Credit. Why did you guys break up? Why'd you break up? No, we didn't. And, like, that's the truth. It was like, we never really broke up. and We just stopped talking to each other. And <laughs> nobody said anything. <laughs> and uh, And then when we started talking to each other again years later, it was like, oh, do you guys want to play again? And everybody's like, yeah, all right. Like, so it was just... It was hard to kind of really quantify like what happened there. And that's why I was intrigued to write about it and talk about it. And it really came down to just a story about kind of two friends having a friendship end essentially. And, it, you know, it I don't think people, I think people wanted more out of it. You know, people want that whole like, yeah, man, you slept with my wife and then I beat him up. You know, like they want that meaty story. And really, it's just a personal story that everyone can relate to where you just, end up losing friends for no reason because you're older now and things happen you know but it's that's kind of every story in there is is about that how i screwed something up or you know how i stood up for the stood up to the man and ended up losing it's uh (laughs) but it's fun i mean it's fun i have i've gotten such like somebody mentioned when i put it out recently they somebody commented on i think twitter or whatever like that the the story about SeaWorld should be put into the official canon of San Diego history. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just really nice to get feedback like that, that people are enjoying it. Awesome. And you don't have to know what SeaWorld is to get it, if that's what people are worried about. <laughs> you uh, don't have to know what SeaWorld is? <laughs> you don't really know. You'll get it. You'll get what I'm talking about pretty easily. I don't know if
0: there's anybody who doesn't know what SeaWorld is. But either way, yes, true. You yeah, don't have way, to yeah. have seen the first SeaWorld one to appreciate <laughs> SeaWorld 2
3: You do have to see Jaws 4 to understand what I'm talking about So if you haven't seen Jaws 4
0: I was expecting for you to say Slapshot 2 Because I believe (laughs) uh, if memory serves You were giving away signed copies of Slapshot 2 But you you just signed them um, (laughs) Instead of anybody Uh, in the movie uh, Which was one of my uh, favorite uh, favorite moments uh, at the Blarney Stone Pub. All right. Anyway, yep. this album is out now. You can get it on Apple Music. You can get it at Bandcamp. Uh, if you go and listen to it, maybe we can um, get you to, you know, chart above Patton Oswalt again. That'd be real cool. That'd be nice. Why not? Yeah. Um, and then you can bring that up and then tag me and be like, it's because of her. And then maybe I can get in a in a podcast charting fight with with Pat. Oh. We could we could run this whole thing. We can run this game for a while, Dallas. I think we could
3: hell yeah. A Twitter, a Twitter threesome. I like that idea. That would be fun.
0: <laughs> or X. Whatever you call it now. X. Blech. I still call it Twitter. X. Yeah, everybody
3: still calls it Twitter. Nobody calls it X. What an idiot. Yeah,
0: he's a he's a dope. But um thank you so much yeah. for talking to me today, man. This has been
3: Oh my gosh. Yes. Please go get the album. I didn't start the Fire Another Lies uh bandcamp Apple Music. I thank you for having me on and talking about it at some point i'd love to talk to you and your and your listeners about what's happening to our school boards across the nation because it's really important and i think that you're you're Listeners might have uh, some insight and maybe even some mobilization that they could help us with, but that's a topic for another mm-hmm. time.
0: Yep, and we do talk about that quite a bit. Runforsomething.net, dot uh, net helping. With Run for something. <laughs> help it. We just had uh, we just had the co founder on Amanda Lippman. So, but yeah, come back on. We could talk about waterboard stuff. We could not like wow. not about like torture waterboarding, but like county no, no. water board uh, uh stuff and and uh yeah and things like that would love to have you back on and let us know if you go on tour because i'd be happy to uh come and see you and, and share that information on on X as well X anyway it was just what okay what an idiot you know what I mean like, <laughs> what a what a child what a dumb little child yeah.
1: yeah
3: but he knows what he's doing everybody's talking about him anyway it's a story <laughs> i made a i told a new story last night actually i went, did a storytelling show last night and told a new story, and I, one of the jokes was about Elon Musk, and people applauded, and that made me really
0: happy. Nobody likes him. Nobody likes him. No. That's Nobody likes
3: that's him. Fine. All right. Sorry. Nope. Sorry to end on an Elon Musk note. <laughs> it's
0: got Musk notes. Uh, but anyway, yeah. I like, you. <laughs> uh, I appreciate your time. Uh, it's been great to see you, my friend, and, and we'll, we'll see you again soon. All right. This has been another episode of uh, Self Care. Go listen to the album, I Didn't Start the Fire. And other lies on Apple Music and Bandcamp, Dallas McLaughlin. It's been great. Thank you. Everybody stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. For 10% off your first month, go to BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Daily Beans. Start living a better life today. You know, a few years ago... Uh, A major project had my thoughts constantly racing. My nights were restless. My mornings were rough. Couple that with the anxiety from PTSD. Simple joys felt out of reach. My mind was a crowded place and quiet moments became a rare treasure. Do you ever find that just as you're trying to fall asleep, your brain suddenly turns on, won't stop talking? Do your thoughts start racing right before bed or at other inopportune moments when you're trying to concentrate? It's as if our minds reserve their loudest thoughts for the most silent moments. Discovering how to quiet that internal noise can be a challenge, but when you do, it's profoundly transformative. As it turns out, one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. You don't need a monumental crisis to seek therapy. It's like a life coach for the soul. It teaches us to set healthy boundaries, which is so important, embrace positive coping habits. And most of all, it's a journey to rediscovering and refining ourselves so we can be in a better place to face any challenge in the future. So if you're considering therapy, choose BetterHelp. Dive into a world of online convenience tailored at your pace. And you can start with a simple questionnaire, meet a licensed therapist, and feel free to switch anytime without extra costs. So get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com dailybeans today to get ten percent off your first month. That's betterhelp h e l p dot dailybeans. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news? Or near good news. Good and if you have any good news, confessions, corrections, you want to play what the mutt, find the cat, what the heck wine. You got some misheard song lyrics, a shout out to a small business in your area, your small business. We have so many amazing creators and makers in this space. I, love, I know the Luguminati is incredible at that. Send it to us. Let us know about it. We want to share it uh, with everybody and support each other. If you have a shout-out for a loved one um or you know yourself brag about what you're doing. Tell me something you're proud of. I love that. Those feel so good to just sit down Type it out. Something that you love about yourself. Send it to us. We'd be happy to read it. If you've got a cool wooby story or a blanky story, uh, frog orgies, baby photos, whatever you want, send it to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. All right. First of all, a correction from the YouTube comment section. A listener or viewer wrote, dude, row is a British term. It rhymes with how, not snow. It's a short O. I've heard it mispronounced several times. It's making my ears burn. So it's row. Wow. Uh, to which another person in the comments responded, I couldn't agree more. But get back to us when the Brits start
1: pronouncing aluminum correctly. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to let you all fight amongst yourselves on the YouTube channel.
0: Uh,
1: <sighs> Row, and brow. Aluminium. Okay, got it. Right. Um, And uh, I'll
0: take this first one. That was just a little correction there. So uh, that was quick. First up here from Adam G. Another A.G., but he, him. Hello, Beans Queens. I want to give a shout out to my wife. Anne-Marie G. Yes, another AG whose birthday is coming up. Up until eight years ago, she was an executive in the nonprofit sector. But as happens far too often in nonprofits, she burned out. She came to me and said, I think it's time to move on. I want to start a photography business to which my reply was, I can't wait to stand by you on this new adventure. Fast forward eight years. She has a thriving photography business and she started a nonprofit called Images of Strength and Hope to serve families Who have a loved one that's struggling with or has overcome a struggle with a chronic or terminal illness, disability, or personal trial in their lives. And she's been featured on the local news, Dana. This is awesome. Leguminati, if you live in the Minneapolis-St. Paul metro area, I know we've got a lot of Leguminati in Minneapolis-St. Paul in the Twin Cities. If you're looking for maternity, newborn, or family picks, check out her website, at amgphotos that's with an f f o t o s amgphotos.com last note i have a 20 year old who's incredibly active politically and an 18 year old who registered to vote on her birthday turned to me and said let's vote the assholes out hell yeah thanks for all you do and fighting the good fight adam g bunch of ags i love it me too awesome Uh, that's also a badass family Yeah, at amgphotos with an
1: F, F photos.com. Everybody check it out. All right. Thanks, Adam. And next up is Fourier Analyst, pronouns she and her. Dear Beans Queens and Beans Behind the Scenes, just a note of thanks for all you do. Give your listeners a regular dose of information and reasons to keep on going. Allison, you've mentioned that you've traveled in Germany. Thought you might be interested in this light installation celebrating the various pride activities in Aachen, Aachen, Germany. The various organizations have done a lot to be very inclusive in their uh, activities. And this street illumination is simple but very powerful, and is just a joyful expression. It's pretty. Hope it brings a smile to your faces, and it does. This is awesome. I love this. I love Germany. Oh, look, they got it down the side of the building too. Aachen. Maybe it's maybe it's Aachen, Germany. Aachen. Yeah. That,
0: we'll do Aachen. That's usually the the C H. They have that you know. All right. The pronunciation of that. But, you know, I don't know. I have never seen the name of this town. So um, send in a correction if, <laughs> if we got it wrong. Next up from Irish Goddess, pronouns she and her. Hello, mistresses of the Leguminati. I would like to shout out myself. Excellent. This weekend, I got extremely out of my comfort zone and volunteered with the Free Mom Hugs group at my first Pride Festival here in Grand Junction. Being an introvert, Going to public places where I have to interact with people I don't know is extremely difficult, but I'm so glad I did. The highlight of my afternoon was interacting with a trans woman whose mother had passed 10 years ago. She had never come out to her mom before she passed. There I stood in the heat and sunshine while we hugged and she cried on my shoulder for a good five minutes. Oh my God. When she walked away, her head was held higher and an obvious weight was off her shoulders. By the end of my shift, I could barely walk to my car because my back and hip had gone out, but it was worth it just to help that one woman so she knew she was loved for that five minutes. I was her mother. Oh, Grand Junction Pride was amazing with so many diverse groups. There were four churches with signs supporting trans people, two pro-choice groups, and an LGBTQ plus student group from the local college, and the Satanic Ca- Temple right next to the Log Cabin Republicans and the Mesa <laughs> County Democrats. <laughs> This may be Lauren Boebert's district, but the love and joy yesterday outshone all of the MAGA hatred and vitriol. Thank you for being a safe space for the LGBTQ plus community and people who support them. The whole crew is amazing. Pick Tax is a picture of the group of moms I was with. Me in the front row of the rainbow, the satanic temple and the log cabin Republicans.
1: Love to you all. Thank you so much. Just a reminder to everyone in Lauren Boebert's uh, little uh, area. Um, She only won by 500 votes in the midterms. 500 votes. If you vote Blue over Q and bring everyone with you, she could lose her seat. So let's get this together and get her out. He's running again. He deserves that seat. He would be incredible representation. So that's all I have to say about that. Hmm. All right. This next one is from Truly P. Shaw. She and her. Ladies of the Bean. It's too hard not to write in this morning. It's so fucking funny to hear you guys describing the discussion of the security cams on the security cameras. (laughs) I just got this full mental audio visual of the orange one running around, belly bucking all his stooges while the theme from Benny Hill is going full blast. Thank you for (laughs) all you both do to make us laugh and make us smarter. Thank you for supporting my family, LGBTQ, and unnoticed by me till just now, we just bought another vowel, I. It's okay by us because our family is all about celebrating you, whoever you turn out to be. And we all wanted a big family anyway. My pronouns are she, her, but my wife of 35 plus years and I are raising my great nephew and it's such a different world than she and I were born into. So I'd like to add that both of us hold the job title of mother slash father to our son and he's amazing. So from our 4AC in rural Arizona, we have so many babies, too many to list, but we were wondering if you wanted to play What the Cluck. We raised four to 500 baby chicks last month. Can you guess what breed? Oh, my God. The comedian me should definitely right. not answer this question.
0: <laughs> all I could, all I know, I only, I don't know a lot of chicken breeds. I know silkies. That's all I know. So that's going to be my one guess because
1: that's the one. I love one silky chicken chickens. Breed. Oh, my God. I got to see silky chickens a couple of weeks ago. They're the cutest damn things in the world. They're so great. They're so, so great. I especially love the ones with the furry feet. A.G., guess what? The first one is what? a silky chicken. It's just wet. And it's a cinnamon frizzle silky. silky. I didn't know that was a thing. I love
0: that. And uh, that's a photo of her son holding a California silver lace quail named Pow Pow. <laughs> yeah, I would have never got that. Yeah, no, uh, the
1: quail is quite beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gorgeous. Silky chickens. They are, they're really cute. Yeah. And we have so many cool, like Twitter peeps that,
0: have chickens like Joyce Vance. And, um, I, I just, I love looking at all the chickens. So yay. Thank you everybody for your amazing submissions. Truly. Um, these just touch my heart uh, especially the shout outs to yourself. Um, send them in but I love, I love all of this. I love this all today. It was so, it was so uplifting and great. And I learned how to pronounce Rao instead of row. So that's right. Aluminum
1: still up for debate.
0: Who? <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, herbs, because there's a fucking H in it, as as Eddie Izzard says.
1: Oh, I love her comedy. I would see her live any chance I could.
0: Me too. All
1: right. Well, hey, herbs. Herbs. Because there's... there's a fucking H in it. Well, cake or death. What was
0: that? Dress to Kill. That's cake so or death. Good. Yeah,
1: oh, it was so good. Cake or death. Oh, uh, I have cake, cake or please. death. Little Red Cookbook. Yes. Um, everybody watch <laughs> Dress have... to Kill if you can cake, get it. Cake, please. <laughs> cake for me too well we're out of cake <laughs> death okay death no 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 I mean cake I'll have cake I said cake first I said cake first <laughs>
0: uh death from a cake I mean oh it's just so funny absolutely funny. he's She's brilliant bright. he's a brilliant human yep all right everybody uh we will be back in your ears tomorrow if you have any good news send it to us dailybeanspod.com click on contact any final thoughts before we get out of here today Dana
1: no final thoughts for today for today all right maybe maybe tomorrow we'll we'll check back I'm gonna come up with a final thought for tomorrow. it's friday i got it no it's not it's it's thursday but see that's why i shouldn't have final thoughts i don't even know what fucking day of the week it is i woke up today and it felt like saturday so who the fuck knows what's going on all right it's almost
0: spooky season that's all i care about it sure is all right everybody until tomorrow please take care of yourselves take care of each other take care of the planet take care of your mental health vote blue over q and take everyone and your parents with you got it, virginia you got it virginia looking at you kid i've been ag
1: and i've been dg and them's the beans